I'm sitting here with my boy Jared, one of the owners of Drips and Kicks. Obviously, you you sell shoes, you sell apparel, but it's it's much more than that. It's it's a community, it's a lifestyle. Where did you even start with all this? How did how did this begin? I mean, I've been into fashion my whole life um, and art. So once I started seeing baseball players, I think like start wearing Jordans on the field, it was like. Why is that happening forever first? And then, like, I think the very first thing that stuck out to me was when I was younger, CeCe Sabathia was pitching for opening day, and he was pitching in Concords in the first inning. And then after the first inning, he had on Cool Grays. And I was like, did he really just change his cleats in between innings? So, like, that was one of the things that stuck out to me. So, like, seeing famous athletes and stuff like that, and then obviously NBA players dressing to um, – go to the games and stuff like that it's cool to look at but right i don't know i guess that was influenced by athletes i would say a part of that culture <laughs> and it goes into rap even too definitely definitely yeah but you're you're one of the owners of this shop when when did you even open up when did this idea even even begin we've been open for almost two years now um one of my buddies hit me up probably like two months before they were going to open the store um he was a part of the store before this this was a sneaker store before us and he contacted me i used to like get him into sneaker conventions all the time um i known him from growing up in wrestling stuff like that but he contacted me he was like listen like we're thinking about opening a store like would you be interested and right away i was like yeah definitely it's literally like 10 minutes from my house so i was like i'm not passing up on this opportunity yeah and then it really just took off from there and i knew as soon as you opened the store too you were getting your side hustles on just so you can maintain this. Yes. So just the fact of Definitely. being an entrepreneur and doing something that you love and you're passionate for, that's basically what all of this is. It's not just selling clothes. It's yes. not just selling sneakers. It's it's no. living. You live this every day. I love day. this, yeah. I literally, like, I don't look at it as a job. It's, like, it's really, like, more of a hobby, but it's paying bills, so it's weird. So I think this really could take off if I fully put my 100% into it and not worried about other stuff but yeah obviously there's always gonna be other stuff going on so we'll see where it takes off but I would definitely like to see it blow up we obviously need a bigger location we already outgrew this spot right but we are looking at spots uh, with what's going on right now it's a little tough but we'll yeah. definitely get to a bigger spot within the next year or two but with everything that has been going on you still have been able to sell some of your products some delivering definitely. maybe oh uh, yeah it's a lot different um yeah. we don't really have people coming into the store we have um we set up appointments stuff like that if people see something on instagram or something like that we'll have them come we'll set up an appointment have them come either pay beforehand or pay cash when they get here we'll bring it out to them to the parking lot also like you said we are doing delivery if you live local as long as you pay a small fee to get it delivered to your house um you should be fine and it usually is the same day as when we receive payment yeah, and you even delivered to me the, yeah. the other weekend. Yeah, yeah last weekend. Yeah. Appreciate I mean, that. I knew the homie. Um, that's, yeah. That's just normal. Right, <laughs> right. I wasn't worried about. And just uh, the marketing with everything. Have you been selling maybe a little bit more now? Maybe some people, I know they're getting a little bit more money maybe. Right now, I wouldn't say we're selling more because right. it's more of um, it's slowing down a little, I think. I think once everything reopens, it's going to shoot through the roof. Yeah. But we did have a little short time frame where you could tell people were getting their stimulus checks in and yeah. just going straight to shoes. Like you could tell right away. But we had probably like a solid month where it was just like 
non-stop transactions. It's slowed down a little now, but um, we'll definitely, I definitely think it's going to pick back up once we reopen and once everything starts getting back to whatever the normal is when it starts back up. Right. Do you, do you have any crazy stories of maybe, maybe people that you have encountered or trying to get an exclusive pair of sneakers? I see you have the, the fear of gods right there. Have, has it been maybe super hard for you to get your hands um, on certain pairs or the craziest story I could probably give you would probably be when I hit on the original fear of gods, the black ones. I hit on those at Kip in Brooklyn and that was the first time I ever been to Kip. So I wanted to get there early. I didn't want to like, cause you only had from 10 to 11 to pick up the shoe. So I wanted to get there early cause I knew it was Brooklyn and no, it's not easy to find parking in Brooklyn. So I got there a little early. I got online probably like 9.50, 9.45. And there was probably three or four people ahead of me. I walk into the store, I pick up the shoes. As I'm walking out, the lady at the counter is like, wait, wait, my manager wants to talk to you. I was like, why does your manager want to talk to me? I was like, I'm in Brooklyn. Like, what could your manager have to say to me? So uh, he's like, um, can you come back on Tuesday? I was like, uh, why? He's like, well, the first 15 people that picked up their pair get invited to a Nike event. And I was like, well, what's the Nike event? And he's like, it's uh, box seats to the Nets-Lakers game. I was oh. like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I was like, 100%. It's like, as a Knicks fan, though, I was like, yeah, um, I'm going to wear all purple, but I'm yeah, going down. Yeah. So I ended up like trading my Spider-Man ones for the OG core purples, which now looking back on was a horrible idea, but... Yeah. I needed purple shoes and I already have the Chicago one. So yeah. I, uh, I just wore a Kobe jersey and I uh, went to the game. And uh, about probably the box was probably filled with like 50 people. And I'm going to say 30 of them were wearing the shoes. Yeah. But I flipped them the day after for 800. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm good. Right. And I want those so bad, but I will not spend $900 on them now. Now they're even more. But I got these. So yeah. And I could just tell sometimes the the chase with certain, uh, certain shirts or sneakers that 100%. really the yeah, chase is where going. it's at. Once you get it, it's like all right, you wear it once. It's like I don't even want this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like now it goes to the store. Like let's go sell it. But just but, just the fact of getting your hands on some of these exclusive items definitely because it's, it's a lot it. of the time you're like I'm not gonna get this, and then when you do actually get it, you're like what? Like how did I even get that? But, yeah. Like some got, trades too exactly, exactly. Yeah. well the way we look at trades are like trades are still sales so if you're going to trade something with me obviously it has to be in my favor right. this way it's not like i'm still taking a loss or i'm trading you something for the same value and then now i still have to sell the same thing and i didn't make any money off that trade right so a lot of people don't realize that i feel like but that's like one of the things that we try to help people understand as well as when we're offering you a price on something that you bring in, like, and it's not as high as you want, we would like to hook the next person up for something. Like, a lot of people coming in, like, yeah, why is it so cheap? And it's like, because we didn't pay a lot for it, so like, we want to hook the next person up. I'm not gonna yes. pay fifty dollars for a shoe and then sell it for two fifty when it's gonna sit there for three weeks. Yeah. Rather than pay fifty dollars for a shoe and sell it for a hundred and it'll sell that day. Yeah. And it's something that's like a three hundred dollar shoe. Right. So it's like. That's what people don't understand, yeah. though, how just the story of how this item came to be the price that it's at. Yeah. A lot of that's like one of the biggest things. People come in and they're like, why is this so cheap? Like, are these real? 
I'm like, dude, they're real. But like, you have to realize, like, I didn't pay much for them, so that's why I'm trying to help the next person buy them. And then even like, say you wore them a couple times, you could bring them back. I'll still give you money for them. It's not gonna be what you paid for them, but like, you still wore them and you're still getting some money back. It's still an investment. Like down the road, some shoes even go up. So like, you could buy something and then like down the road a year down the road now it just went up like 600 percent yeah and now it's used but you still are probably going to get more money than what you paid for it right so like some things if you know what you're looking for you'll be all right and if and people also don't understand down the road this is all an investment these are all investments depending yeah. on how well you take care of them too yes with the shoes obviously yeah. people will check the bottoms of them they see if they have creases just yeah. little things like that it could make hundreds of dollars of differences, right? Yes, I mean, uh, one of the biggest thing I think is, um, this is with girls a lot too, is they never have the box. Whenever somebody buys a shoe, they always throw the box out unless they're a collector. Yeah. So right away, you just devalued your shoe at least $50, at least, just from the box. Like for example, I know somebody that had a pair of ones and they lost the lid to the box. And I'm like, I can't even give you retail for them now. Wow. Just because, like, now I can't sell those through an app. I have to sell them myself. Or I have to buy a shoe. Or, like, if it was my size, if that shoe was my size, I would have been like, no problem. I'll just take one from my box, like, and then just not have a lid for one of my boxes. But it was, like, an eight, and I don't have eights. So, and if I do have an eight, I'm selling that. So I'm not going to take the box, like, the lid from that. So, like, there's so, so many little things that, like. People have no idea. Yeah. For real. There definitely are a lot of crazy little things that nobody really looks at. And definitely the girls don't keep boxes. I, I picked that up. Like, no girls keep boxes. Even when I do customs, I'll ask them if they want me to do the box, like customize the box. And they're like, nah, you should just throw the box out anyway. And I'm like, all right, well, good to know. Custom shoes now? I mean, I used to make customs back in the day a lot. I used to do color swaps and, uh, like, paint out soles and stuff like that. But... As you know, I painted the walls here, so I've been into art a lot. I graduated with a graphic design degree, so um, I've always really been into art. But I guess with the whole quarantine thing, like I was just like trying to think of other ways to make money. And I saw somebody, I was talking with one of these kids at a sneaker convention in Brooklyn like a year ago. And um, I showed him my Rick and Morty bar. And he's like, dude, you should just like do stuff like that on shoes. And I was like, you're right. So like, I just like, with the time being right now, and I was like, all right, I definitely have time to do it now. I just like started doing it. And originally I just like, I always wanted to start. And originally I just like made a pair just to like make a pair. And when I made that pair, I had like 20 girls hit me up like, yo, can you make me a pair? Can you make me a pair? So I ended up selling like, probably like five to 10 within that first week. And then I started like looking at other things to do without like because the first ones were just butterflies right so i started looking at other things to do and eventually i found like roses so i started doing that i posted those probably when i finished them i posted them that day and they sold within an hour so like those are gone but obviously they're made to like to order right so that i just happened to have the size and they fit the girl so it worked out yeah if you are gonna buy them, I recommend going down at least a half size to a full size because they definitely run big. Because she was an eight and she fit in a seven, so yeah, I definitely would recommend going down. So just with all of your experience having this shop, if you had a, a piece of advice to give someone if they wanted to start a business like this, 
obviously you're a co-owner you have other owners what's kind of the best way to go about doing something like this start your own collection don't go any don't go crazy like just buy like some stuff you like it doesn't have to be like the hype beast stuff it doesn't have to be anything crazy just buy stuff you like stuff you like yes yeah personally like yeah if you like it and like you see it like it like changes your moods and stuff like that like if you like really like it then like i would recommend like going into like more into detail but i wouldn't just like jump right into it just like to think you're gonna make money because you're not gonna make money like that you're gonna you have to learn the ins and the outs of the business you can't just jump in and be like oh, i'm gonna buy these and sell them tomorrow like it's not gonna it doesn't work like that you have to like find ways to get stuff there's all different things but like i started with a personal collection yeah so i started with a personal collection my brother had I started getting him into it, so he started getting like his own personal collection, but he was older than me, so eventually his turned into him like buying just to resell. So once that started happening, we were going to events, me and him. He would bring the stuff that he was like actually trying to sell, and then I would just bring my actual collection. And what I would do is I would either trade and sell stuff, or like whatever I did though when I was going to a convention back then, I wasn't leaving with more money than what I came with. I was just like buying other shoes or like getting yeah. stuff that I never had getting stuff I never seen but now it's more of like my last event I made way more money than I've ever made and obviously we haven't had an event in a minute now so I'm having a little withdrawals but uh, yeah. hopefully we can start getting back to those but I guess where you would start is just start with a, a collection if you like it start working on to like streetwear stuff like that I mean I really didn't get into streetwear until probably like six seventh year into sneakers right staying on top of the news with pop culture when yes. sneakers are dropping yes. what websites to get them from it's tedious but if you're on top of it i feel like if you love it you're always going to be on top of it it's like yeah just seeing what's coming out next it's not even being like i need that it's more of like what are they doing like what, yeah. what collabs are they doing what's coming out next what's going to be the next thing like yeah so I don't know. I feel like some things can be marketed better, but like for example, those chunky dunks, like the I think if they were if Ben and Jerry's was smart, what they would have done is just put codes in the containers of pints of ice cream. Have twenty winners. The rest be like ten percent off Ben and Jerry's for up until next month. Yeah. Like just throw some bullshit ones in there and you're good. Like I saw you, you I saw you tweet much, that the other dude, day. I yeah. was thinking about that. I was like, you know how much money Ben and Jerry like Ben and Jerry's would be sold out everywhere. 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 You wouldn't be able to get Ben and Jerry's right now. No. And it's ice cream. Like yeah. think about that. Yeah. Like people don't like at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter if they're eating the ice cream. It's just like they just want it sold. So why do they exactly. care if how they sell it? I was like, yo, they would have made so much more money than Nike on this release. Yeah. If they were just like, yo, give me 20 pairs. Like, I'll do this contract with you. You give us 20 pairs and we're raffling them off our way. Yeah. And they just did it like that, dude. Just the world of business being from sneaker ice cream. People don't even think about stuff dude, like that. I was like, yo, they, they really messed up on that one. I the opportunities. Like, yeah. And that's how people could potentially get jobs too. If they, yeah. that's what they want to seek, like the other companies. For real, and that's, I, I don't know. Some sometimes like the way they market things just like blows my mind, and then sometimes like for example, I think Kith is always on top of marketing. For some reason, um, Ronnie runs that very well. Um, their Instagrams are always up to date. Everything always looks like pristine. 
all they have like seven different like things for Kip, like Kip treats, like stuff like that. Like, right. That's literally they sell ice cream in Kip. Like they sell cereal in Kip. Like they have different flagship stores that sell different like um, food items. Yeah. Like, I remember I went to, I think it was Lafayette. It's a three floor store. Actually, it might be four floor store. But I remember I walked up the stairs and it was like all the sneakers were on this floor and I see a line to the left but there's no sneakers to the left so I'm like what, what is going on so I walk in all the sneakers are to the right I look to the left and it's literally like filled like you can't get in that room the the line is out of the room and I look inside and it's just they're selling ice cream soft serve ice cream out of, out of kit here you go what? here's your kid ice cream cone kid ice cream I was, cone I was like bro he's probably making a killing on ice cream the brand ice yeah. cream yeah. Like, dude. You slap the name on some ice cream like, and it's bro, and it's special. It's now you know? treats. Like, yo. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's always on top of his marketing. He's definitely doing it right. And like I said, that was the exact. Kip is the same places where I got those um, tickets for from Jerry. Yeah. But obviously, that was more probably of a Fear of God, Jerry Lorenzo thing. But right. still. Like, and that was the Brooklyn store. That wasn't Lafayette. So that was the one right next to the Barclay Center. Right. Favorite favorite sneaker, is it is it right in front of you? Probably not. Not the Fear of Gods. It's probably my favorite shoe to wear. Okay. My all time grail is probably still the Jeter one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. It holds sentimental value. Right. I can't. Big Yankees yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that was also always the shoe that I always looked up to and was like I'm never. Right. And now that I have it, it's just like I don't even want to let it out of my sight. Yeah. <laughs> like so. And that that's definitely number one. For uh for those who, who don't know how I met you, we had mutual friends in college and I walk into your house and I saw that you had a, a certain pair of shoes that I grew up wearing. You sold them to me on the spot. First time I met you. Yeah, um, So it's just well they the were ones, actually, they're my they're my they're my favorite. They were listed on eBay at the time. Yeah. I think I wore them probably once, and it was just a tough colorway for me. They were black and yellow. My I hometown colors. Exactly yeah. Exactly what they were. They were the um, the no love ones. And I remember you looked at them and you're like, "Yo, these are sick." I was like, "All right, I'm gonna take them off eBay. You want them?" Like, yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, I don't care." He's like, was, "He's like, what do you want?" I was like, "100 bucks." He's like, "I got 86." So he's like, "Bet." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "They're yours." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you uh, supplied me with another pair of ones last weekend, too. Where? Yep. Love those. Yep. Yeah. The Royals, or the Game Royals, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, those are fire. Yeah. Those were tough for me to let go, but. Yeah. <laughs> I know they were. Appreciate it. I got you. Yeah.